All right. So Kaya, why should the listeners tune into the episode today? Well, you know, we all have the capacity to heal and to reach our ultimate state of joy. How do we do that? Let's talk about it. All right. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Neuroflex podcast. I am your host, Toby Passman. If you guys are interested in doing some brain hacking and brain training, uh, we're currently, Neuroflex is currently offering QEEG brain mapping assessments and targeted neuromodulation ses sessions using neurofeedback, neurostimulation, audiovisual entrainment, and brain photobiomodulation to individuals in the Fort Lauderdale and Miami area. So if that's something that interests you, go ahead and check out uh, neuroflex.com to learn more or shoot me an email, toby at neuroflex.com. On to, today, on to today's episode, uh, we have a very special guest, Kaya Roman. Today, Kaya wears many hats, including writer, producer, investor, philanthropist, and entrepreneur, merging 20 years of brand experience work in Silicon Valley with her neuroscience and mindfulness research and training. Kaya is an intrepid entrepreneur and passionate advocate for people, projects, and products working towards a better world. So Kaya, really excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So tell me a little about kind of your, like kind of that, what I mentioned in your bio that merging the brand experience work in Silicon Valley kind of with, with more of the mindfulness and neuroscience stuff. Can you kind of walk me through the journey of, of your career and kind of how you've gotten to the point that you are today? Yeah, sure. Okay, let me see how I can condense that into 20 years into a tiny <laughs> nutshell. Um, so I'm based in Silicon Valley. And uh, since the late 90s, I've been working with tech companies and PR and marketing. And I've been an entrepreneur, I've started many businesses been involved with with many startups. Um, a lot of writing, ghostwriting for CEOs and companies. Um, and, you know, I really thrive in, in that world. But, you know, like many people, uh, I think, you know, in all of our heroes journey, we all reach this arc where we're like, outwardly, we have everything that society tells us that we should have success, marriage, children, blah, 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 but we're still not fulfilled. And um, for me, it kind of all came crashing down when I started an epigenetic software business that um, was a little ahead of its time and did not go as planned. And following the uh, sort of forced sale of that, I needed to just reevaluate my life. And that is where my book, The Joy Plan, came from. Um, I decided to dedicate 30 days to just focusing on my own joy using this theory that when you focus just on joy, you can change the neural pathways in your brain. And when you change the neural pathways, you can actually change what you're focusing on and change your outward reality. So I did it as an experiment. I ended up, you know, just like writing a lot of notes about what I was doing. It turned into a book. 
which became a bestseller, was featured on the Today Show for a whole week. And that really came out of a whole bunch of research that I had done in mindfulness. I'm a certified mindfulness instructor, taught mindfulness in an elementary school for five years, as well as in tech companies with CEOs and executive teams using the same techniques I used with elementary school students. Um, and it came out of a lot of my neuroscience research that you know I was able to um, thankfully learn through working with a, a bunch of incredible doctors and researchers while I was building the epigenetic software. Since that book, The Joy Plan came out in 2017, um, at that time, I was a journalist. I was writing for um, Mind Body Green, Huffington Post, a number of other publications. I had an audience in the millions, and I was considered like an influencer. And when companies and products think that you might write about them, they offer you all kinds of things for free. So one of the things that I was offered for free was a trip to Costa Rica to enjoy a week at this beautiful resort. Uh, if I would write about my experience, it was like yoga, life coaching, healthy food, plant medicine. And I was like, oh, cool, plant medicine, like, you know, ginger, garlic, like, uh, I like plants, you know, I'm a vegan, that sounds good. Um, little did I know that the plant medicine was ayahuasca. And that five years ago, I would have my first psychedelic experience and it would literally blow my mind. And I realized after that experience that everything that I had been writing about in the joy plan and teaching and my mindfulness training would be so much more effective if people had a reset first, because it's so difficult to change habits otherwise. And really it's all, I mean, you know, you work with brain mapping and all of these brain frequencies that, you know, we want to harness neuroplasticity to be able to change those habits. And that's what these psychedelic compounds do. So after that experience, I really shifted my focus as an entrepreneur into working in the psychedelic medicine industry, which now I am doing in a few different ways. Um, I helped found a at-home ketamine treatment company, which is ketamine is the only you know, federally legal psychedelic, and I, I hope to speak about that. I'm also the vice president of a company called Psychoceutical, which is doing R&D into um, psychedelic medicine delivery methods and um, medicines for the pharmaceutical industry for when the laws change and some of them that are based on ketamine, so they already are legal. And I'm also a uh, documentary film producer working on a couple of really exciting projects to you know, bring some of this information forward in a big way to a mainstream audience. So hopefully that encapsulates everything um, as quickly as I can. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so much that I want to uh, ask off of that. But I guess first, kind of starting off with with the joy plan, like, you know, in your research and mindfulness training, like what were what are some of the key elements that that you know, were central tenets to that, that book. Yeah. You know, what I, what I like to explain is um, this concept of neuroplasticity. Um, just looking for a piece of paper that I can fold here. So I talk about neural pathways and neural pathways are like highways that your brain travels on because they're familiar. It goes on that same pathway over and over and over again. It's a habit in your brain. Like, you know, you're driving to the gym, you get there, you realize you got there, you don't even remember driving there. And when you're first forming a neural pathway, imagine you're folding a piece of paper. You have to really line up the creases and be intentional about it and, you know, carefully get it all 
right, okay? But then the second time you go to fold those creases, it just goes automatically because the creases are already there. So neural pathways are like that for us. They're, you know, they're habitual patterns in our brain. And some of them are very positive. Maybe you have, you know, a neural pathway around every morning, you get up, you do your gratitude practice, or um, you eat a certain healthy way. But some of our neural pathways that some of us have formed can be very detrimental to us, especially those of us, you know, who might suffer from anxiety or negative thoughts or intrusive thoughts or depression, even these are neural pathways. And what I talked about in the joy plan is techniques for changing those neural pathways. Um, so some of them are mindfulness techniques. Some of them are techniques of using our five senses. Some of them are just like practices that you can do every day to change. And a lot of it is about changing your thought patterns. So recognizing the thought patterns that you have and then being very intentional about switching them. Now, again, I just want to reiterate that when I wrote that book, which was really like almost eight years ago now, I didn't know about psychedelics. And what I love about psychedelics and all the compounds are so different and I've experimented. I consider myself to be a biohacker. So I've experimented with almost all of them. But what they really all have in common is that they create this state of neurogenesis. So neurogenesis is when there's a burst of new dendrites, which are the endings on the, on the end of the neurons and a whole bunch of new neurons in the brain. So these are now already like fresh baby, <laughs> a fresh baby brain that are ready to be connected and form these new neural pathways after the psychedelic experience. So all these practices that I talk about in the joy plan are going to be so much more effective to put in place if you are in a state of neurogenesis. You know, it's not required, but it definitely will give you a heads up, uh, uh, you know, to be more effective in creating joy. The other thing that I wanna mention just, you know, in the, on the subject of joy, which is my favorite subject, is that joy and happiness are not the same thing. Scientists have actually found that uh, happiness is an experience that we have in our, prefrontal cortex. So this is the area of the brain right behind the forehead. It's very temporary. It comes and goes. It's more like um, stimulated by external factors. You eat something yummy, somebody gives you a compliment, you feel happy, and then, you know, it passes. Happiness stimulates the, the sympathetic nervous system, which is the excitation nervous system. It's, it's, um, it's more exciting than relaxing. Whereas joy is experienced in the limbic system. This is the deeper mid part of the brain. And it's more of a emotional state that is steady and constant, regardless of external circumstances. And it stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and relax um, aspect of our nervous system. And it is something that you can train your brain to be in that state on a perpetual basis. So I feel like it's an important distinction to make because, you know, nobody's going to be happy all the time, but we can train our brains to default to a state of joy.
Right. And, and I was just connecting it too to like different, you know, uh, different drugs, recreational drugs, and also psychedelics where it's like, there's plenty of, of drugs that will give people a temporary kind of burst of happiness, right. That's very mm -hmm. transitory. It's going to wear off once mm -hmm. the, once the drug wears off and often leave people in a much worse state than they were to begin with. Whereas with psychedelics, some of the research I've been reading about, you know, say like psilocybin able to, you know, still kind of, uh, you know, help people's depressive symptoms, even like after a year, after like a, yeah. a single dose, it just seems like that, you know, is much more facilitating that sort of long-term joy that, that do you see that sort of connection too? I do. You know, a lot of this comes down to the various neurotransmitters in our brain. So, you know, there are certain things that you can do, whether it's a drug or um, looking at social media or, you know, all kinds of things that stimulate dopamine. And that dopamine will give you an instant hit of maybe what you experience as happiness, but it, it comes and goes. And when the dopamine drops, you don't feel good. And depression, you know, many researchers say that uh, chronic depression is just a, a lack of dopamine. So, you know, ideally what we want to get ourselves into a state of joy is more of a steady state of dopamine and serotonin and endorphins and you know all these good yummy hormones and neurotransmitters and i find the the research on especially microdosing psilocybin to be incredibly promising i mean i'm super excited about the recent study that came out comparing antidepressants and microdosing psilocybin over a long period of time on you know on thousands of subjects and finding that the psilocybin was at least as effective, if not more effective than the antidepressants, because, you know, what's happening is it's changing the brain chemistry over time. It's changing those receptors. So you're getting a more steady stream of the dopamine and the serotonin, and it's creating an ongoing state of neuroplasticity. So you have an ongoing opportunity to be reinforcing those neural pathways that you want to reinforce. I do want to say that, you know, psychedelics are not a panacea and um, not just like you take it and then that's all you have to do. It really has to go hand in hand with those daily practices, what people call integration. Let's say if you have a major like flood dose psychedelic experience and there's a process of integration that's very important to do afterwards, or even while you're microdosing, to be able to form the neural pathways in the way that you want to create the state that you want to be experiencing, you need to be putting those right practices into place for the neural pathways to you know be formed in the way that you want them to be definitely so yeah and kaya i wanted to ask you about so you mentioned before that uh you know you wrote the joy plan before actually having your first psychedelic experience but you know it sounds like you jumped straight into the deep end with going into the ayahuasca um, and i just wanted to kind of hear about what you know your your experience with that and how that kind of like shaped your thoughts uh, around kind of like neuroplasticity and your ability to change and rewire your own brain and then how everyone else's brain can also be rewired in, you know, that same kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I wouldn't recommend doing the ayahuasca the way I did, which was, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, so I definitely jumped into the deep end. 
Um, and that experience and all psychedelic experiences are so very different for each person. It's such an individualized, it's like, you know, a divinely designed, perfect experience for each person. Um, but there are certain common threads. I find, you know, a lot of times people who've experienced trauma, like I certainly have, and most of us have, if you're human, um, you will end up going back and re-examining or re-experiencing that trauma and seeing it from a different perspective and being able to access healing through the psychedelic experience. You know, pe many people call it, you know, like 10 years of therapy in, in one night. So uh, the, the ayahuasca retreat that I went to was four ayahuasca ceremonies in a row over the course of a week. And I think that, you know, it, it was able to really <laughs> hit me hard to examine all this trauma and see things from a different perspective. And also, you know, another really cosmic or common theme is this like cosmic connection with a, a higher power or some kind of collective consciousness that we're all connected to. Um, that's very beautiful and, and very reassuring. And I mean, a lot of people have the experience of like a dying or an ego death sort of experience. And then they realize that that's actually really beautiful and feel like, you know, there's, there's something bigger and, and more magical going on here. So I got all of it. I definitely got like all the, all the things. <laughs> it was super, super amazing. Um, I was able to heal some past trauma. I was, I actually got some physical healing from some injuries in my body. Um, and I just came out of it feeling like really connected to a higher purpose, to a higher power. And then my scientific curious side just went super hard into the research. Like, okay, what just happened? What was that? What did it do to my brain? And that's how I got particularly fascinated about the effect of psychedelics on the brain. And then I started trying other compounds and seeing how they were the same or how they were different. What kind of a, you know, experience would I have? What kind of after effect would I have? What would be the best integration plan? I mean, I really took it on because I'm, I'm just an intrepid researcher. So I really took it on in that way. And, um, and that just, that led me on my journey. And I, I want to mention that, you know, ayahuasca is not federally legal in the United States, but ketamine is. And ketamine is not really the same as, say, ayahuasca or ibogaine or DMT or some of these traditional psychedelics that can create like visions and hallucinogenic experiences. Ketamine is a dissociative, but it is legal. And the way that it is being used, that it's been studied by, you know, Yale School of Medicine and Johns Hopkins and a lot of like very reputable um, institutions to treat treatment resistant depression, anxiety, PTSD. It's, it's a super highly effective, but yet extremely gentle and you know, generally very beautiful and very positive and very light and very short experience. And so I realized that, I mean, I did, I took many, many, many people to ayahuasca ceremonies for years um, down in Costa Rica and then also at a, a Native American reservation where they're legal um, here near Silicon Valley. 
However, I just realized, you know, that's not, that's not super accessible to everyone, but ketamine is ketamine is something that if, you know, people are suffering with their mental health, it is a very accessible treatment that is really highly effective that has many of the same neurogenesis effects as all the other psychedelics. So, you know, that's why I went into um, starting an at-home ketamine treatment company. Right. And that's, that's a perfect segue. Cause I wanted to ask you about Keta MD and just, can you tell me about mm-hmm. like, it seems like people are, may have been, you know, may have seen kind of like the ketamine clinics sprout up a little bit in the past few years, you know, doing infusions, but this seems like this whole new paradigm of, of being able to actually do, um, you know, one of these uh, kind of psychedelics uh, at home with, you know, the facilitation and alongside just you know, medical providers, like what, what can you tell me about yeah. just the whole, uh, the whole treatment plan? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So, you know, after my ayahuasca journeys and then some other psychedelic journeys, I learned about ketamine and I had my first ketamine experiences with infusions in a clinic. It was, it was very profound. It helped me through a difficult time. I was going through a divorce. It, you know, really helped me during that time. And, I liked that it was something that I could do easily in this country. <laughs> I didn't have to go to Costa Rica to do it. Um, but then the pandemic happened and most of the ketamine clinics in the country had to shut down. And so I was uh, in touch with Warren Gumpel and uh, Zappy Zaplin, dear friends of mine who've been in the ketamine industry for many years. And they had a concept to start an at-home ketamine treatment company um, which you know was a perfect concept to bring to me because I was involved with Doctor on Demand, which was one of the very first telemedicine companies, you know, based here in Silicon Valley. And I was like, okay, guys, I know how to do this. Let's let's do this. And it was a, a fun process that we did during the pandemic of designing, like, how do we create an at-home ketamine experience that's going to be safe, that's going to bring all the best aspects of treatment that you receive in a clinic, but make it so that people can do it at home. And even if it's not during a pandemic, people who are depressed, people who are experiencing anxiety or PTSD, they don't have a super easy time leaving the house. And we wanted to make it something that was also more affordable and, um, you know, just bringing it into people's homes. So we created Keta MD in a way that, um, first of all, you know, there's an app. So I definitely recommend everybody go on the app store and, and download the Keta MD app and, and, you know, learn about how we do the process. And if people are, you know, a medical candidate for it, the app is going to pre-assess you. Then you have a consultation with a doctor. So we built this network of doctors who are trained in the pro- ketamine protocols. And then you set up your series of sessions that are guided by a registered nurse. And we really wanted people to be guided over telemedicine by nurses because nurses just make everyone feel safe. And, you know, there are certain medical aspects that need to be monitored. We also require that somebody is in the home with you who's in communication with the nurse just to make sure that everything is as safe as possible. Thankfully, ketamine is extremely safe. There are very, very rarely ever any side effects. It's the number one anesthetic used by oral surgeons on babies, you know, because it is just, it's so safe. 
and we're using it in such a small dose just to create that neurogenesis um, and increase of dopamine and glutamate and a whole bunch of other cool things that ketamine does in the brain. So yeah, it was a really fun process where you know I could take my mindfulness training and my neuroscience research and my own personal psychedelic experiences and design how do you create the ideal psychedelic experience at home. And integration, of course, is an important part of that. So Keta MD also pairs our clients with a care concierge who's taking care of them every step of the way through the process. And then we support them with integration coaching afterwards so that they can really harness all the new benefits of this neuroplasticity and make the results last. Right. That is super awesome. And and I definitely love the fact that it's not, you know, it, it's not just taking the the drug. It's, you know, the preparation, it's, you know, the integration afterwards, um, you know, and just harnessing that that neuroplasticity that, that we've been talking about. Um, and I saw it was it was featured. Uh, Lamar Odom uh, did a Keta MD session. It was featured in in the film that you worked on, or that or your film. Um, yeah. With Lamar Odom, and and I just wanted to see if you could just uh, touch on that uh, briefly in terms of you know his experience, uh, just what you witnessed with that whole process of of creating the documentary, why you felt it was important, and and just kind of um, some of the biggest takeaways from that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I mentioned Warren Gumpel and Zappi Zappelin. Um, they actually, you know, uh, Zappi is a, a well-known director. Many people who follow psychedelics maybe saw his film, The Reality of Truth, which is one of the very first documentaries that came out about psychedelics. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend it. It features Deepak Chopra, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Aubrey Marcus, uh, Marianne Williamson, lots of thought leaders and, you know, was really ahead of its time. And then um, he directed and, and Warren produced a documentary about Lamar Odom and his journey with psychedelic medicine to break his addiction. And I came in uh, towards the end of that project as a post-production uh, producer and, you know, had the, the um, fortune of working with Lamar over the past couple of years to support him um, with his booster treatments. And, you know, I can report he's doing really great. Um, most people remember, you know, Lamar, famous basketball player, was married to Khloe Kardashian in 2015. He had a very public overdose and breakdown. He had 12 strokes and six heart attacks and was in a coma and was told that he would never walk or talk again. And even after that experience, he was still battling addiction. So it wasn't until he had a series of treatments with ketamine and ibogaine, which um, I'd love to have a chance to speak about ibogaine actually, because I just came from an ibogaine experience about a month ago, highly recommend. Um, so it wasn't until you know Lamar was able to really break those brain patterns with the psychedelics that he was able to finally break his addiction and get on a path of you know, really, really being healthy. And he has been able to sustain that now. He does his booster treatments every several months. Um, before Keta MD launched, we were running an extensive beta trial. So he was part of that beta trial. And, um, and you know, because he just, he really credits psychedelic medicine, ketamine and Keta MD as helping to save his life. He is a huge advocate for this. And their documentary, Lamar Odom Reborn, 
chronicles his journey. It's very inspiring. It's very raw. You get to be like a fly on the wall and see him actually going through these experiences. Um, so anyone, you know, who's curious to see what that's about can, can check that out. And um, it's just been, yeah, very inspiring to see his recovery and see that he continues to be in recovery. Like he says, he has no desires to use it anymore just gone so these psychedelics really work right and it's it's awesome to to see people um i mean such as lamar odom like be so transparent about you know them actually like getting a, a ton of help and you know potentially saving their life yeah. i i saw another athlete recently in the news uh, aaron Rodgers, credited yes. uh, an ayahuasca session for like having the best season in his uh, <laughs> nfl career so yeah it's so great to see, you know, celebrities, athletes, like we need these people who are high profile to come through and share their stories to help break the stigma. So it is really wonderful to see more of them, you know, coming forward and sharing their stories. You know, you'd be surprised how many people over the past five, 10 years even have been having psychedelic experiences. But I mean, even myself, um, since 2017, and I only like publicly started talking about it. I was bringing people to these experiences for years, but not talking about it because there was still this stigma. And now it's just really great to see that like almost every mainstream media outlet is talking about it and more and more celebrities are talking about it. And the stigma is, is wiping away. The laws are changing. It's a very exciting time, you know, for this medicine to come forward and really help people because, you know, with these mental health conditions with addiction, depression, PTSD, we don't have any other options that work. And these things really work. Right, right. And one of the one of the medicines you mentioned, um, Ibogaine, that's one I know about in terms of uh, people are saying that it's it's incredible for uh, people who are addicted to opioids, and it can just a single mm. session can just break that habitual cycle. Amazing. So what can you tell me about Ibogaine and, and how it differs maybe from some of the other compounds we've talked about? Yeah, I was really curious about that myself. So, you know, I, I don't consider that I'm battling any addictions, but I went and um, had an Ibogaine experience down in Mexico at a week long uh, program because I, I wanted to know how is Ibogaine different? What does Ibogaine do? So about a month ago, I did that. And Wow, Ibogaine is really my favorite. Um, I definitely recommend it not only if you're battling addiction, but just if you want a very, very complete reset. Um, if for me, it was a, a much clearer experience than the ayahuasca. Ayahuasca can have lots of visions and you know be very mystical and very cosmic and very beautiful and lots of lots of purging. Um, but with the ibogaine, especially in a medical setting like I experienced it um, at a place called Beyond in Cancun. Um, you know, they give you anti-nausea medication, you're in like a clinical setting, you're connected to an IV, you're being monitored by a doctor. So you're totally comfortable, you're not purging, you are having an internal experience where you're able to um, assess whatever it is that your intention is, and you know, it can be super beautiful. Uh, and again, like I mentioned, similar to others, if you have past trauma, you, you might go through that trauma again, or you might see the trauma from a different experience. But I mean, in my experience, it was very gentle, very beautiful, very loving. And I just came out with so much clarity 
and like no questions left unanswered, uh, which is a little bit different than some of my other psychedelic experiences where I came out like, wow, that was really profound, but there's a lot of stuff I don't totally understand. Um, I think also, you know, taking the time to do it like a whole week, uh, the way they do it at, at Beyond where I had my Ibogaine experience, you're being supported with, um, with therapy and with coaching and with all these like events every day, whether it's art therapy or yoga or breathing or Watsu massage and like really high frequency food and just like having your whole self supported so that you can go through this experience. Um, I think it's just, a, it's an important part of the process so that you get the full benefit and then doing some integration uh, coaching afterwards as well. Very, very important, but you know, my experience was was great, but I was there with some people who were definitely battling addiction, um, someone specifically who was coming off of heroin. And I was watching at like as he was preparing for his experience, thinking, I, I don't know how this is going to work for this person. Like he was telling me, I'm not super familiar with heroin, but he was telling me the amount that he'd been using every day. Apparently it was a very large amount. And um, I mean, I think what's really special about Ibogaine as opposed to literally anything else in the world is that it helps people detox from opiates without all the horrible side effects. And so they, they detox you, then you go into your treatment and, and then there's like no withdrawals. And so then I saw him after his treatment and he was like a completely different person. And I've heard from him since he's been home, he started a new job. He's like a great dad to his kids. Now he's off heroin. So it's, to me, it's, it's really miraculous. And, you know, I know that it, it creates like a very massive reset in the brain. Um, I think it is probably the most powerful psychedelic of all of the compounds out there. It's, it's based on an African shrub called Iboga and Ibogaine is the isolated compound from this Iboga. I've had, I've tried Iboga as well, just like the raw root bark I wanted to compare. Uh, and for me, the Ibogaine experience was definitely the best. Like I said, just like so clear, uh, very comfortable physically. And I feel like um, I just got like a super brain upgrade from it. That is an incredible experience. And, and that's, <laughs> yes. I, I feel like it's so necessary in terms of the, just the field of addiction. I mean, I worked at a rehab center for a couple of years and just saw, I mean, it, you know, some, some people were able to help and, but there were so many people that ended up who you would never think, you know, they left the facility. It seemed like they were going to be doing great. And then yeah. you, would, you would hear about relapses and you yeah. know, so just having psychedelics that could potentially, you know, help people long-term like Ibogaine. I know LSD was something that uh, Bill W., the founder of Alco of AA, was originally like trying to get that get that in involved in the program. So I think there's right. There's That's absolutely... the secret thirteenth step, right? Yeah. They left that one out. <laughs> right. So there's absolutely a role for psychedelics and and addiction. I think no question. Yeah. Um, so kind of touching on another uh, psychedelic project uh, of yours. So tell me about Psychoceutical. Yes. Yeah, so you know. This is a little bit of, I think, a controversial aspect of, among the psychedelic community is, you know, what role does the pharmaceutical industry play in how these compounds will become available to the masses, especially as the laws change? And here's where I stand on it. 
I am all for healing and brain benefits and reaching as many people as possible. We have so many people suffering in this world right now, especially since the pandemic with depression, anxiety, suicide rates have doubled, tripled. I mean, it's it's scary out there, you know, PTSD. If you are alive on earth right now and you don't have some version of PTSD, I would like to know what your secret is, but like so many people are suffering and these psychedelic compounds, there's still so much we don't even know about them. So I am all for research. I'm all for, you know, mission driven psychedelic medicine. And if that has to be delivered through the pharmaceutical industry, and that is going to deliver brain benefits to help break people out of mental health suffering, I'm for it. And that's why I'm putting my support behind this company, uh, Psychceutical. <laughs> it is a, um, you know, we're involved in R&D to develop psychedelic medicines in anticipation of the laws changing. And what I find, um, why I chose to join this particular team, what I find really exciting about what they're doing, you know, they've developed, they've assembled a world-class research team of researchers from top universities in the country. We've got Dr. Julian Bales from University of Chicago, Dr. Anish Tuteja uh, from University of Michigan. Dr. Bales was uh, played by Alec Baldwin in the movie Concussion, um, you know, for his uh, discovery of CTE, traumatic brain injury in, in athletes. These guys are really dedicated to studying the brain and figuring out how we can change brain chemistry, brain um, function, you know, in ways that traditional pharmaceuticals haven't. And Psychoceutical has some patents on delivery systems that were developed for traditional pharmaceuticals that work for traditional pharmaceuticals that they're bringing over to psychedelics. So in addition to developing our own psychedelic compounds, we're also in a, say, co-opetition form with other psychedelic medicine companies who can use Psychoceutical delivery methods to deliver their compounds in a much more effective way. So these um, patented delivery systems, one of them can deliver, or it's in research. So, um, you know, we're in clinical trials, so I can't say it does this for sure, but what we believe it does is um, deliver psychedelics in a way that eliminates the side effects. So we're talking no hallucinations, no effect on the liver or digestive system. The compounds just go directly to the brain and affect the brain chemistry in the way that we want to. This makes it accessible to children, to teens. I mean, I have two teenagers. I don't know about you guys out there, but teenagers are having a super hard time right now. Uh, the elderly, you know, people who don't want to have a psychedelic experience, it's not appropriate for everyone to have a massive psychedelic experience, but we want the brain benefits without the side effects. So um, there, that's one of the patents, you know, it does that kind of a delivery. And then the other one is really cool because it can stack multiple compounds together in this nanostructure and then release each compound on a time release. So this can create um, a way of taking multiple synergistic compounds or, you know, microdosing in a super effective way. And again, uh, encapsulated in a lipid structure so that it's protected against liver degradation, stomach and digestive effects, because some of these psychedelic compounds can, you know, be quite 
harsh on the system. So I'm just really impressed with the research that's happening um, that psychedelic that psychoceutical is doing uh, with this incredible team. I definitely, you know, recommend if folks are out there and want to follow along psychoceuticals uh, social media channels and you know follow along on you know how this company is developing. We've got Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, who's one of our advisors and investors, and I think this is just like definitely a company to watch. That's, uh, I mean, what you were mentioning towards the end in terms of kind of like stacking different psychedelic compounds. I mean, that's like a whole new area or just like thing mm. that I, I just wonder in the in the future, whether they'll find that, you know, stacking psilocybin and LSD or ketamine and ibogaine, like, you know, just figuring yeah. out whether, you know, what the synergies are between these different compounds and being able to administrate them, you know, simultaneously and potentially get synergistic effects. I mean, that that could be another game changer. So that's, that's yeah. super cool work that there's so much potential here, you know, really, we're just at the very, very ba baby beginning steps of this industry. There's so much to learn. And because these compounds have been um, on schedule one with the, with the DEA, we've been very limited in, you know, what we can even study. But um, Psychoceutical is working with a, a lab in Baltimore that has a special license from the DEA to do research and development with Schedule One compounds. Um, so that is, you know, really exciting because we can finally start to learn about things like which synergistic compounds, you know, work together in, in harmony to, to create the best effects. I, you know, I think in the in the next three to five years, we're going to see so many exciting developments happening. So yeah, so it's a really exciting time. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait to see what ends up happening. And speaking of kind of like looking towards the future, future projects of yours, I know you mentioned uh, a film that you're working on that's going to feature Dr. Joe Dispenza. I see Bruce Lipton. What can you tell me about uh, that project? Yeah, this is a project that is very near and dear to my heart, a total passion project. Um, so, you know, I, like I said, joy is my mission in life, spreading joy, feeling joy. Um, and I, you know, I think that psychedelics are a really wonderful gateway to reach it, but I'm also interested in going deeper and going beyond having to rely on an external compound to experience that. And, you know, learning about, well, what is it that we have within our own biology to, and, and our own whatever we are that's beyond biology, um, to access that, to, to, to harness the, the field that we're all part of and to put ourselves in a state, in a frequency of joy. So I have been very, very fortunate to work with incredible luminaries and visionaries and idols and heroes of mine, uh, like Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, Roland McCraithy from HeartMath Institute, Nassim Haramine, you know, incredible quantum physicist who's just breaking through with amazing research about the nature of the universe. And I'm, um, I'm very honored to be producing and assistant directing a documentary that will be coming out next year. Working title is Frequency, the Future of Everything. And the concept is bringing forward, you know, all of these visionaries to share this inspiring information about how we can tap into those healing skills that we all have within ourselves to tap into the field, to change our own frequency, to create healing for ourselves without needing anything external. Um, if anybody is familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, he teaches people these meditation techniques to basically put your brain 
in um, a state of theta waves and you know to do this daily practice so that you are in like this heightened state of awareness and you're able to change the field of your own reality because of the change that you're making in your brain. Interestingly, you know, a state of theta waves is what a psychedelic experience induces as well. Most of these psychedelic compounds induce the, those same theta waves. And so, you know, when I talked to Dr. Joe about, well, you know, like, what do you think about psychedelics? He's like, yeah, but you know, you don't need that. Like you can create that same thing yourself. And those are the techniques that he's using. And I've been, you know, really honored to be able to interview him about that. Um, we also in the movie feature some frequency devices that are available and being used for health, for agriculture, uh, for energy production. So these are new technologies that are, you know, already exist, but not too many people know about them that are harnessing quantum frequencies for healing, for um, you know, for, for basically solving a lot of the world's biggest problems. So I hope that this movie will be really inspiring uh, and bring forward a lot of solutions because I know, you know, there's a lot of problems we can focus on. Um, and I like to say the problems are big, but the solutions are bigger. Well, I'll be super excited to, to tune into that once it, once it comes out. So um, Kaya, I have had an awesome time talking with you and learning about all the different projects in the, the psychedelic community that you're, you're a part of. It's quite remarkable just how you're able to juggle all of these things. <laughs> um, for people who want to find out more about your work, the Joy Plan, or any of these, uh, you know, KetaMD, uh, Psychoceutical, all of these projects, where would you direct them to? Yeah, well, first of all, Toby, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to have this conversation with you. And also, you know, thank you for the work that you're doing and, um, and you know, with the brain mapping and also just bringing these important conversations out for folks to enjoy. If folks want to connect with me, um, you can definitely check out my website, kayaroman.com or any of my social media channels. I'm Kaya Roman author on Instagram and Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter. And um, KetaMD, if you're interested in at-home ketamine treatment, please go to ketamd.com, download the app. If you're interested in psychoceutical, wanna follow along with what's happening in the psychedelic industry, check out psychoceutical.com or any of uh, psychoceutical social media channels. And I, you know, I love to hear from folks. If you're interested in the Joy Plan, you can find it on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, um, pretty much anywhere books are sold. It's available worldwide in Spanish and as an audio book as well. Perfect. Well, we'll include all, links to all those in the show Thank notes. Thank you. Of course, of course. Um, that's the least I could do. And and all uh, for all the listeners who enjoyed the episode today. Um, definitely share it with a friend, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, also, uh, sign up for our newsletter at neuroflex.com if you want to have the chance to win a complimentary brain map and initial neuromodulation yeah. session. If you're in the uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, we're going to be giving away a few complimentary sessions. So enter in uh, the, uh, if you register for the newsletter, you're automatically entered into that contest. So check that out at neuroflex.com. Kaya, again, I wanted to thank you so much for just taking the time and sharing all of your knowledge and expertise uh, with us today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Take care.